The Holy Gospel according to Matthew, the fourth chapter. Now, when Jesus heard that John had been arrested, he withdrew to Galilee. He left Nazareth and made his home in Capernaum by the sea, in the territory of Zebulun and Naphtali, so that what had been spoken through the prophet Isaiah might be fulfilled. Land of Zebulun, land of Naphtali, on the road by the sea, across the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles. The people who sat in darkness have seen a great light, and for those who sat in the region in shadow of death, light has dawned. From that time, Jesus began to proclaim, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come near. As he walked by the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, who was called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And he said to them, Follow me, and I will make you fish for people. Immediately they left their nets and followed him. As he went from there, he saw two other brothers, James, the son of Zebedee, and his brother John, in the boat with their father, Zebedee, mending their nets, and he called them. Immediately they left the boat and their father and followed him. Jesus went throughout Galilee, teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and curing every disease and every sickness among the people. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise to you, O Christ. I invite you to be seated. Look, I know it's really short notice and all, but if I said I had four extra tickets to the Super Bowl game, airfare included, would any of you be interested? <laughs> And if Charlie D'Amelio, now some of you won't, but she's apparently this really famous TikTok and Instagram star celebrity. If she were to call up the average 16-year-old boy in this country and ask him out, I don't think he would say, sorry, I've got soccer practice. No, he'd cancel everything. And if Patrick Mahomes called you up and said, how would you like to come hang out with me this evening? Would you instantly clear your schedule or would you have to think about it and get back to him? People responded to Jesus' invitation to come and follow him with the same kind of eagerness, except that Jesus wasn't a celebrity. He really wasn't. He was just an ordinary guy who apparently looked pretty much like everybody else. And suddenly, uh, and he's a carpenter, and He's walking down the street, and there are not angels flying over his head carrying a banner that says, this man is God. There's nothing like that. In John's gospel, last week we heard that the kingdom was spread by word of mouth and by invitation. People would introduce other people to Jesus. His followers came by word of mouth, one from another. But the way Matthew tells it, there are no introductions. Jesus just speaks and people immediately respond. In fact, in Matthew, I would say this is Jesus' first miracle. That he can walk down a seashore and call to people and they will drop everything in their lives and follow him. It's irrational. You know, we don't know whether or not Peter, Andrew, James, and John had known Jesus before this moment or not. Some people speculate, oh, well, he was a neighborhood guy. They knew him before. But we don't know that. Matthew doesn't say it. Why would they have abandoned their father's fishing business? We don't know whether they continued to work weekends. What we do know and what is 
most remarkable is how readily they responded to Jesus's invitation. Jesus says, come, follow me, and they don't waste any time. And nobody's asking any questions either. Nobody's asking, where are we going? Or how long are we going to be gone? What are we going to be doing? And when will we be back? No, he's an ordinary guy, and yet when he says, come and follow me, no one asks where or why, which is how we know he isn't just an ordinary guy, and I think that's Matthew's point. Yeah, when he speaks, people do extraordinarily unexpected things. Jesus is walking along one day. He's Peter and Andrew and James and John, all these fishermen in their boats. They're mending their nets. They drop their nets and they follow him. Another day he sees Matthew and he says, come and follow me. And immediately Matthew follows. Jesus is walking along in a crowd and he sees a Jewish tax collector named Zacchaeus and asks him to come down out of a tree and then he invites himself over to Zacchaeus' house that night for dinner. And I don't think that would work for me in Leewood or Prairie Village if I just saw a stranger and said, I'm coming to your house for dinner tonight. But Zacchaeus is falling all over himself at the opportunity. A blind man on the street leaps to his feet in response to Jesus' invitation and a bent-over woman in a synagogue breaks protocol, risks ostracism to approach the front when Jesus says, come. He invites Peter to climb out of a boat and walk on water, and Peter actually tries it. That's the power of the word. He makes us believe that we can do the seemingly impossible, and then he empowers us, and we do the impossible. People then weren't so different. I'm sure they wanted to sleep in in the morning when they were off work and had the chance. I'm sure they wanted to spend time with their families. There were a lot of preachers, a lot of priests. There were plenty of religions and plenty of temples all around that people could go to. And I'm sure there was more than one teaching forum being held on the seashore on Saturday afternoon. But Jesus isn't inviting people to a forum. And he isn't inviting people to come to church. If he had walked by and asked Peter and Andrew and James and John if they'd like to come to church, I don't think we'd be here this morning. We know what it's like. You know, there's those Ask a Friend Sundays and all of that. And so maybe, maybe, we'll, you know, it's cringeworthy. But we would ask somebody we know to come and it would go something like that. You know, it's Philip Hughes Sunday. Would you mind coming to church with me? I promise I won't let the pastor call on you. You wouldn't ever want to go to church with us, would you? But if you would, just let me know and we'd love to have you. But most of the time we just don't ask. You know, we know the invitation sounds lame. I mean, why would anybody want to come to church? Why would anybody want to get up early in the morning and come to a worship service where we sing old-timey music and you listen to somebody preach? And why would you want to go someplace where they're going to ask you for money or expect you to do things? But see, Jesus is smart. He doesn't ask people to come to church, and he doesn't invite them to a study group. He says, would you like to be fulfilled? He appeals to our greatest need. He calls to our deepest longings. Jesus invites the blind man to receive his sight. That's a powerful invitation. He offers to help a bent over woman who's been bent over for 
16 long years to stand up straight. He offers a lonely tax collector fellowship to all the people who experience anxiety and turmoil, which I think is all of us. Jesus says, come with me, I give you peace. He offers four fishermen a greater sense of purpose than the drudgery of their work, and he tells them they're going to capture the hearts of people, and they're going to bring comfort to people who suffer. And Jesus has invited us, too. When we were alone, he invited us into eternal community through baptism into the family of God. And when we hunger he, and experience emptiness, he invites us to the Lord's table to be we are invited to come and discover our creativity and our unique gifts. And we're invited out of despair and into hope. And we're invited to be a part of God's amazing graciousness to transform lives, to change the world. That's what Jesus offers when he says, come, follow me. We don't come here because Jesus invited us to church. I don't think we did. Raise your hand. We're here because Jesus offered us grace and purpose and meaning. We're here because he looked into us and he saw right down into our souls and offered us the one thing that we most yearn for. We're here because we've been invited to share the journey rather than walk the long road alone. We're here because Jesus has promised us freedom and healing and wholeness and hope. That's what we have to offer. So invite people to life with Jesus. Please don't invite him to church. <laughs>